Do set it down from the 41 of Cincinnati. Playfit, Trubisky, floats it outside. Zach Gentry, big Zach Gentry, breaks free! Inside the 10. It's now time for our weekly conversation with Eldorado Eagle, Michigan Wolverine, and NFL tight end Zach Gentry on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Presented by the Sports Bar at Sandia Resort and Casino. Close to home, far from ordinary. Now, here's Zach Gentry. I got everything I need. Welcome back to Team Talk, live from Sandia Sports Bar. Joe O'Neill, Scott Galetti alongside. Get on out here. There's not one, but two Monday Night Football games again this week. Eagles and Bucks, followed by Rams and Bengals. And speaking of Bengals, we're going to talk now with Zach Gentry of the Cincinnati Bengals. And, dude, you talked about how it was nice that their facilities were attached there in Cincinnati, unlike in Pittsburgh, where everything was separated, so you moseyed on over, and you got in a good lift today, right? And you're in the facility right now, right? <laughs> yeah, coming to you live from from the bowels of Pecor Stadium here. <laughs> got a nice lift in, and and uh, yeah, phoning back home in Albuquerque from uh, from the banks of the Ohio River here. All right. Well, and uh, you, we'll probably have a chance to see you. Uh, you'll be on the sidelines tonight. Obviously, uh, a week of preparation after the Bengals uh, zero and two to start the season. And uh, you know the Ram. What, you know, without obviously giving away any game plan. I mean, what what are some key elements of tonight's game that you think will reflect who comes out the winner tonight, Zach? Um, I think a big part of it's going to be who who starts fast. You know, I think you look at uh, especially the Bengals last two games, uh, slow starts, um, an explosive offense. It's kind of struggled to find our rhythm a little bit. So we can uh, you know come out and get a quick quick uh, start to the game, get a couple touchdowns in the first quarter, or at least get on the board. I think that's going to make a big difference. I think the team that comes out hot, um, you know, and firing on all cylinders from the jump tonight is going to get going. I mean, it's going to be an electric atmosphere. It's a whiteout here and. You know, wearing the, the all-white uniforms, so, um, you know, primetime football. And so whoever gets a jump on it, I think, has, has the advantage. Sweet, a whiteout at Paycor Stadium, and it will be a great atmosphere on a Monday night. They always are. When you went in there and played so many times as a Steeler, like, what were your impressions of playing the Bengals in Cincinnati, like the Rams are going to have to do tonight? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a it's a passionate fan base. There's no doubt about it. So it's going to be loud. Um, you know, it's a uh, um, the, the people here are very passionate about the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, I mean, historically there's yeah. been a lot of ups and downs. Um, so so they've been they've been ride or die here, and so you know they're going to come out full force. It's, it is a loud environment. Um, you know, they've got a lot of uh, pre uh, pre game and during the game rituals, a lot of chants. You know, so. It's definitely going to be an electric atmosphere for, for the Rams to deal with. They're going to obviously have to be on the silent silent count on offense. So looking forward to see what the fans you know, have to bring out. But it's, it's definitely a cool place to play a ball game for sure. So everywhere you go, uh, I mean, it's like 
rabid football country. I mean, college, you were up in Ann Arbor. Uh, you're in Pittsburgh. You're in Cincinnati, Ohio. And, uh, you know, it, uh, Ohio and, and football are synonymous there. And uh, so we'll we'll keep an eye on that Bengal fan base and see how much of an impact. And, uh, and we're going to talk more about this. But I do want to ask you about last night. Uh, you were watching uh, the Steelers play and uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, one of your guys. I mean, I know you were at his wedding this summer. Uh, Pat Fryermuth was a buddy yours for years. T.J. Watt was always very kind to you, uh, inviting you to his house and stuff. Uh, you're sitting back watching them do what they did last night. I mean, uh, talk to us about what that's like, Zach. Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty bizarre for me, um, you know, being there as long as I was to, to watch those guys on TV. I've watched them the last yeah. few weeks and you know, it's, it's neat in a way, you know, because I have so many personal relationships with those guys, you know. I mean, geez, I just I was just texting Pat an hour ago, and so, um, you know, I've talked to Kenny all the time. Um, it's neat to see to see those guys doing well, you know. I mean, TJ obviously making plays like TJ always has and always will, you know. He's such a, Jeez, such yeah. a uh, you know, a force on defense for them and in, in, in the league. And um, really, really cool to see Kenny, Kenny finding his rhythm, though, you know, I think. There were a lot of question marks about about him and those guys over the last few weeks, but they played some some, some dang good defenses. So to see him respond the way he has is pretty cool. You know, multiple touchdown passes. I think it's the first time in his career he's had more than one in a game in a regular season game. So cool for him. And you know, Pat's doing what he always does. He catches the ball and he scores touchdowns. And um, you know, he gets up and he does this dorky little first down point. I give him crap about that, but um, <laughs> you know, he's uh, you know, those, those are my buddies. So it's, it's cool to see them doing well. <laughs> so, uh, hey, uh, TJ, did you guys have to? Did you guys uh, go nose to nose, you and TJ? I mean, obviously, you were, you know, starting tight end, and he was, you know, the man on defense there. Did you guys go head to head very often, or they didn't have the ones going against the ones that much, or what? what like, did you, what, your impressions of, of what it was, what it is like to to compete against TJ on the other side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, I had to go up against TJ a lot. I mean, especially earlier in my career, but okay. even even the last couple of years, you know, we did. Uh, you know, the Steelers did a lot of one on ones, um, ones versus ones. You know, even if it was just for a few snaps. So, yeah, very familiar with that guy. Um, just incredible what he's able to do. You know, it's he's so slippery. He's one of those guys that you think you have him um, in a box, kind of. You know, you think you, you got a hold of him, and he's just so crafty with his hands. I mean, the guy can bend around the edge so well, but. Like, it's one of those things where you get your hands on him and you don't even really know what happens to your hands, but, like, he's just got the ed- he's got the edge on you, you know? So, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing what he's able to do, um, you know, to, to get those, you know, like the elbow points and stuff like that to be able to, to get your hands off of him. It's, it's pretty special stuff. All right. Well, uh, yeah, it was uh, – I know those are your guys. And like you said, only a month or so ago uh, you were hanging with them on a regular basis, but it is the business of, of professional football. You're with the Bengals now. And uh, I don't have to pry here, Zach. We just had it on the ESPN update that Joe Burrow is going to play tonight, okay? Uh, so uh, with regard to – what a difference that you, – you've been around those guys for a few weeks now. you got a vibe. Uh, Burrow was, was like, welcomed you right away. Uh, like, what are the intangibles that he brings and the difference it makes, not just, you know, making – like, uh, throwing passes, but just having him uh, back there for this white out there tonight. It, makes, it must make all the difference in the world, Zach. Yeah, I mean, just, just, just for the offense, just a calming presence, you know, knowing that they have a veteran guy back there that's been, been 
through a lot, seen a lot of things, done a lot of things, played in the Super Bowl. I mean, a guy that can, that can dissect the defense, you know, and the beauty of, you know, his stuff that he's going through right now with his calf is, is, is if we can keep him in the pocket to where he doesn't really need to extend plays or anything, he, he should be just fine. You know, he's, he's okay. so calm in the pocket as it is. You know, if he can just get those, you know, quick throws, three-step, five-step drops without a lot of duress, which obviously the, the Rams are going to try to do to try to get him to move the pocket a little bit. But if, if he can just stay in the pocket, then, um, I mean, he should be able to, to, to execute as well as he um, is capable of, you know. Yeah, well, good to know. Just we heard it on the update that he's playing tonight. He's starting tonight for the Bengals. So with that, it's been like this big old story since last week's game about whether he's going to play, yes or no. Uh, I got to ask you this. I mean, you guys are practicing. They're doing their own things. He's with the trainers and all this stuff. But, like, people are dying to know on a day-to-day basis, like, is he going to play or not and all this kind of stuff. So you get to see this, and you've seen it before, I'm sure, like with injuries to Big Ben. People are fanatical about this, right? (laughs) Yeah, they are. I mean, there's so many different layers to that, I I think. You know, in my opinion, in, in 2023, today's football where, You've got, you know, rabid fans who really just want to know, is the guy going to be healthy? And then you've got sports bettors who want to know if the guy's going to be healthy. And you've got fantasy football, you know, drafters who want to know if he's going to be healthy. So, it's yeah. you know, even if you're, you know, just a, a fan of a team out west or something, you know, you're really locked into seeing if, if Joe Burrow's going to be healthy tonight because, you know, you've, you've got $200 yeah. in, a, in a fantasy pool or something like that. Or, you know, <laughs> you're betting the money line or something. So it's pretty amazing to see, you know, with with all the stuff that's going on with sports um, and how accessible it is, it's it's a it's of complete interest to everybody. You know, um, right? It's just it's just heightened that level of, of wanting to know. You know, is this person going to play or not? Yeah, yeah, and you've seen it, and again, it's worse in 2023 than it's ever been, like you said, for all the reasons. But like at different times, when, in Pittsburgh, I mentioned Big Ben, I, cause he was banged up a ton, right? Everybody was wanting to know whether Big Ben, who, any other particular players too that like you remember like a bunch of attention being on whether he or was going to play or not play? Well, I mean, yeah, the last couple of years, TJ for sure. I mean, he plays so many dang snaps, and he he, he takes so many chips and, and double teams and stuff that he's always a little okay. banged up, you know. And, and and Minka Fitzpatrick's been that way, you know. He plays dang near every snap for that defense. Um, so you guys like that who are just of huge importance to the team. Who you know, I mean, geez, if you're playing that many snaps in 17 NFL football games plus the three preseason games, I mean, you're going to be banged up on a weekly on a weekly basis, you know. So I mean, it's yeah. Um, it's it's just crazy what what your body goes through during the season. So, um, yeah, people are always you know wanting to know, get the inside scoop for you know what what those guys you know timelines are and things like that. Right. Hey, real quick, I'm going to ask you one more. I want to get uh, Sam Hauser and Scott Galetti into the mix. Okay, speaking about banged up, okay, we've been hearing a lot now about, you know, the dangers of artificial turf and, uh, the, you know, natural grass, this, that, or the other. Uh, obviously, you have been all over this for a while, going back to Michigan again, and of course, the NFL. I mean, uh, just give me your general thoughts on it, because it's got to vary from player to player. Just your general thoughts on the difference of, of playing an artificial turf and grass, and are there different variances of artificial turf in the NFL, and like some are less standardized than, than others? Talk to me about the surface, because it's been uh, in the news a lot. Zach, your take on it, please. Yeah, I mean, so well, when I was in college, I mean, uh, the, the the big house is turfed, 
So we always practiced on turf for the most part. We had a couple grass fields in case we played a, a grass team. But um, So I was primarily turf all throughout college, so I loved being on turf because that's all I really knew. Um, you know, and I was a little younger, body felt great. I didn't really know the difference between turf and grass. Most places we played at were turf as well in college. You know, they pay for the turf so that they don't have to, you know, have the yearly cost, the annual cost of the upkeep and resodding, right. watering, all that stuff. So a lot of the colleges opt for that. And so I didn't really think much about it, but really over the last three, four years, I've, I've, I've learned how much more I like to play on, on natural grass. I mean, it's a lot more forgiving, um, you know, it kind of it does take you out of a lot of those compromised positions that the turf puts you in, where where your your feet can you know they can um, the grass can kind of give way to your feet or your toes or something if if you're you're put in a compromised situation with your knees and it's a lot more forgiving on your joints when you're running and cutting and softer. You know, you, the, the artificial right. surface is it's a lot you know stronger and harder and, and it definitely hurts a lot more to fall on an artificial surface sliding. You know, turf burn stuff like that. So, sure. and and. You know, to your question, there's definitely different levels of, 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 you know, artificial services and turfs around the NFL, college, everywhere. I mean, it's really um, almost every surface is a little different. I mean, so you got to get yeah. out there in pregame warm-ups, you know, like I could, the Cowboys Stadium at Jerry World is like, it feels like you're walking on a Tempur-Pedic, you know, I mean, it's, and that's not necessarily a good thing. I mean, it feels like kind of squishy almost, which is okay. nice for the running and cutting. But it's different, you know, because you're not used to really walking on that. Some surfaces, like the ones here, one in here in Cincinnati, is really fast. It's really hard. Um, you know, so there's it's it's different pretty much everywhere you go, and that's one thing I think is a little better with grass. It stays a little more consistent. I know there's, you know, different kinds of grass. You know, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not, you know, the the groundskeeper from right. Caddyshack or anything, but they <laughs> there's different. It's in know. the hole. <laughs> go ahead. But, yeah. Sorry, but. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, the grass is at least a little more consistent, a little more forgivable for sure. We're talking to Cincinnati Bengals tight end Zach Gentry. He joins us every Monday at 5 o'clock here on Team Talk ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. So, Zach, last Monday we were chatting about Sam Hubbard, your uh, your defensive end. He's, a, he's an Ohio guy. We're trying to get you uh, ingratiated over there with Skyline Chili. But, you know, we would always talk to you so much about T.J. Watt and some of these guys on the Steelers' defensive line that you would go up against. I mean, this is quietly one of the better defensive lines that the NFL has to offer with Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson, DJ Reader. I mean, we, we can go on and on, but just uh, with Hubbard being the Ohio guy, let's start with him for a second. Some of the things that make him different as a pass rusher, as a, a defensive end that you've noticed so far. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's more speed to power. He definitely gets an edge on you, but he, he's bigger than TJ. He's definitely, um, you know, bigger, um, you know, not as fast, but he'll thump you a little bit more. Um, you know, Sam, it's unique with Sam because, you know, I played, played against him in college a few times, too, so I've, I've gotten to play against him a ton, too, in college at Ohio State and, uh, you know, the last four years here in Cincinnati. So, um, a high-motor guy, really intelligent, really smart, you know, really good guy. Um, but, yeah, he's strong, faster than you think he is, for sure. Gets an edge on you. He can he can bull rush you, speed to power, push pull, and then... Um, you know the other guy that compliments him, Trey Hendrickson, is just a he's a whole other ball game to deal with too. I mean, he's just an absolute speed speed power guy. He's strong, super strong too. I mean, so I mean, the last four years playing against those guys was, you know, that was arguably the most physical or one of the more physical games that I had played in over the last four years against those guys because they're just so strong. Um, you know, they can bull rush you or they can they can get an edge on you. So um, two extremely talented guys as well, and their numbers and their impact on the team. Definitely reflect that for sure. 
and these guys now your teammates, but you know, going back all these years that you faced these incredibly talented defensive lines, for you personally, d- does that help you as you get ready for different competition on Sunday? I mean, obviously different guys have different strengths and tendencies and, and personalities, but going against the high level of of defensive uh, defensive players that you have in practice over the years in the NFL, do you find that that helps you come come game day? No doubt about it. I mean, I I, I think it's extremely helpful, especially like when either throughout practice or throughout games, like like the last few years, for instance, like if I'm playing against Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson, uh, you know, we're playing against the Bengals, you're having to deal with these big uh, four-down DNs, and you're going to have to, you know, you're in for a long night, right? But then the next week you might play a team that has, you know, uh, an odd structure, so they have outside linebackers primarily playing the defensive end, then you're blocking them, and they're, they're just a lot lighter and not as physical jump-around guys. So it's like, okay, I've kind of got a little bit of a break this week knowing that, you know, I went up against this big four-down D-end, and I was preparing for that for, for the last week. And then now it's like, okay, so I, I, I can kind of, you know, throttle down a little bit and, you know, not have to step in the C-gap and bite things, you know, as, as hard as you would before, but, you know, just kind of get under people and run their feet because, you know, they're bigger than them. So, it, you know, it, it's funny because every team has a little different scheme. So, um, you know, playing against guys like that definitely prepares you and, and, and puts you in a better situation for when you have to play like a little lighter schemes or, or, or different, um, you know, body types around the league. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals tight end Zach Gentry with us here on Team Talk joins us every Monday, and he is at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati Bengals and Rams kicking off here in a little less than an hour on Monday Night Football. And you know, we're talking about Joe Burrow, Zach, one of the other highlight names that's going to be on the field tonight. Aaron Donald playing for the Rams. As, as we're talking about preparing for some of these other guys and getting some of the, the this this practice time against some of the best on the other side of things. I mean, you can be honest with us. This is what we're here for. We're here for the hearts, uh, heart to heart, Zach. Is there any preparing for Aaron Donald, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's been on your schedule, but just from what you know about him, what you've seen about him, what you heard about him, how, how, how much is there to really prepare when Aaron Donald's on the other side of that line? Yeah, I mean, you can certainly prepare. <laughs> um, uh, I think it was maybe my first or second year in Pittsburgh we played against him, but I mean, that was you know forever ago in football years. Um, he's just you can prepare for him and you can, you know, make all the necessary checks. You know, you obviously are going to try to double team him or, and even have running back or tight end help on him on every single play, you know, chips if he's outside and, and double teams. And, um, you know, like I said, running back help on the inside if he's, you know, around the center guards. Um, but there's only so much you can do, right? I mean, you watch a guy like that on film and it's like uh, he, he, he beats double teams for a living, right? I mean, that's, he's, he's hung his hat and it'd become one of the best, arguably, to ever do it, all while being double-teamed. You know, it's routine to him. It's not anything new. He, he's, he's coming into the stadium tonight knowing that there's going to be two or three guys on him on every single play, or at least semi-responsible for him. So um, he's just so unique in the fact that he's not a huge guy, you know, at least, you know, height and stature-wise, but he's just so strong and quick and just knows exactly what to do with his hands on every single play. So... Uh, he's a handful for every team that's going to play him, no matter how many bodies you throw at him. Because, like I said, I mean, he's not going to see anything tonight that he's never seen before, and it's probably stuff he's seen every week for the last ten years. So you're so you're in Cincinnati now. Today is September 25th. Two months from now, Zach, it is the game, and you know what I'm talking about. Are you already starting to mentally prepare for being in Ohio when that Michigan Ohio State comes around and? Uh, <laughs> 
Any thoughts on, on any bets with Sam Hubbard? I think back a couple weeks ago, George Kittle and Brock Purdy for the 49ers. One played at Iowa, one played at Iowa State. They did a little a little friendly wager for the Cyhawk game. Anything in the works there with Sam Hubbard? <laughs> Not yet. I'm sure as uh, you know, time gets closer, something will get ironed out. You know, There's a lot of uh, Michigan Wolverines here on this Bengals team. I think um, there might be four or five of us, so... We've definitely got Sam outnumbered, but being in Ohio, I'm sure, uh, you know, they're a prideful folk, especially when it comes to the old Buckeyes. So uh, I'm sure there will be um, no lack of of bets around the facility from from coaching staff and players. Sam kind of took the uh, thunder out of me. I was going to ask you about Michigan. They're number two in the country. They actually... uh, you know, are, are 4-0 on the year and looking really good, and they got one first-place vote in the AP poll. Your thoughts on this year's team? Yeah, I mean, they, they look good. Um, you know, they, they've gotten to, out to a, a few slow starts, but, you know, I think having Coach Harbaugh back on the sidelines is going to help that a lot. Uh, it's always kind of a weird situation, I would imagine, when, when, when the, the head ball coach is watching from his house or watching from the facility and then, you know, gets to coach you during the week, but he's not around on game day. Um Luckily, they haven't really been tested, uh, you know, too much to this point. You know, they, they just got into Big Ten play against Rutgers. I think Rutgers is a more solid team than they have been in the past. But um, the defense looks really good in Michigan. Um, it's going to be, uh, you know, when, when they start playing those other um, Big Ten opponents that have, you know, top five, top ten defenses, um, I think Michigan has the offensive line to do it. I think they have the guys outside to do it. I don't see why they can't put everything together and make a great run at this. Um, so... We'll see what happens. I mean, they just have to they just have to avoid turnovers. I think JJ's done a pretty good job with that. I think he had a couple slip ups against Bowling Green, but um, if they can, you know, stay healthy and stay consistent, I think um, the sky's the limit for them this year. Is you know, as far as the win column goes, I think they have their uh, you know their their eyes set on the national championship. So they've got a playoff the last two years and, and fallen short. And so I think if there's a year to do it, though, this this would be the year. As I as much as I've watched. Um, college football over the years it seems like maybe a couple of those you know top four or five teams are a little shaky and so it kind of seems like right now it's i wouldn't say anybody's uh, you know opportunity to get all the way but there's this is the first time in a few years i think that you can look and you know the last couple of years you think okay george is probably going to be in the national championship game and this is the first year in a while where it's been like okay there's four or five teams that could probably you know make a run at this thing so um, i think they've, they've kind of set themselves up to be in a pretty good spot Got to make a comment and a quick question, Zach. The comment is Michigan number two, Texas number three. That means you know how to pick them, don't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just uh, a few years too late, but I know how to pick them. <laughs> right. And, and, and the final question, have you gotten to the point yet? We talked about White Castle and everything, or I did last week. Have you gotten to the point where you go around town and talk to people who realize who you are and the first thing they say is, go Buckeyes. Have you gotten that yet? <laughs> I haven't done a ton Being of in Ohio. That yet. Yeah, I haven't done a ton of exploring yet, but I'm sure that those, those will start to come out the longer I'm here. <laughs> but okay. I did want conf- to confront you, though. Have you eaten the, 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 the chili that's on the pasta from Skyline? I, I noticed, well, you know, after our conversation last no, week. I haven't, of, I haven't, no, I haven't eaten Skyline. I'm the one that went to White Castle. Oh, okay, that, okay. I, I'm the one that went to White, oh, White Castle okay. right, in, right okay. in Cincinnati. and it was, it was the best White Castle I'd ever been to because it was an actual restaurant and not just a little counter. Yeah, not just some right. little, uh, 
fly by night. Okay. Hey, I, by the way, Zach, I they're showing um, Joe Burrow here. There's 50 TVs up here. By the way, Zach, you've been up here. This is uh, this is where we you know we we hung out the Super Bowl last year. You know how nice it is. The the uniforms you guys are wearing tonight are tight. Uh, the whiteout, the helmets, dude. You got to admit, man, that they, they are looking smooth uh, tonight in the the jungle. Uh, even, don't you agree, Zach? Oh yeah, it was pretty cool to wear that white helmet all practice this week. It looked pretty, pretty, pretty sharp out there. So, looking forward to seeing it. You know, I know they painted the the, the field all different. Uh, made it made it the whiteout, so it'll be a uh, pretty cool atmosphere. It'll be the jungle. Let's just face it. It'll be the jungle tonight. All right, <laughs> Zach. Uh, all right, man. Uh, anything else? Did I miss anything, Zach? I love talking to you, but I'm just uh, I'm respectful of your time. I mean, you're there live from Paycor Stadium. You're getting ready to go out on the field. Did we not? Did we hit everything pretty good? We found out about Scott having uh, White Castle, not Skyline yet, but he's going to have it. You are going to get it the next time, Scott. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't know about it. it. I, yeah, 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 well, there, so next yeah. time. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to watch you eat it too. <laughs> there you Excuse go. me. All right. Well, uh, Zach, grab some sliced oranges, a box of juice uh, from the locker room, and we'll be watching you. Uh, well, hopefully, we'll see you tonight. One way, we'll talk to you next week. And good luck to your Bengals tonight. It should be a great atmosphere. And uh, great, appreciate talking to you, Zach. It's always a blast, man. I uh, appreciate you guys. You got it. All right. Zach Gentry, the Cincinnati Bengals. The thing about Zach is, Sam, Scott, you could basically ask him anything, and, it, like, he's going to give you an opinion, right? Anything. That's right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like no – not there's no yes or no answers. I mean, it's like very thoughtful young man. All right. And uh, he's going to get his shot. You watch one of these days here. We're going to be seeing him. Uh, one of the weeks here, we're going to be seeing him. All right. Uh, that is going to do it for this segment. We still have uh, the red and green report, red, uh, bad, green, good. Uh, we'll get Sam's red and green, Scott's red and green. I'll do a red and green. And uh, we'll talk uh, more about that Lobo victory on Saturday, winning at UMass. Uh, a trip of, of 4,400 miles about, or yeah, about 4,300 miles round trip. Go up there, get that 34-31 win in overtime, and uh, look forward to playing at Wyoming this Saturday before getting a bye. All right, uh, we're here live at Sandia Sports Bar. Come on up, 50 TVs, good place to watch these two games. That's right, two games. Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.